0: This session, I want to talk about the pursuit of his presence and the tabernacle of Moses. If you have got that, uh, whatever, put it up. The pursuit of his presence and the tabernacle of Moses. You and I, we've been invited into the holiest of all. We are not in the outer court. We are not even in the holy place. We are in the holies of holies. That's where we are. But sometimes experientially in our daily walk, we may find ourselves still roaming around this place and around this place. And the goal today, the things that Dr. Okwami shared with us, and the things that uh, Pastor Brett and Dr. Obiora and all these guys have shared with us, if we walk in the presence of God, we can walk in them. Praise God. God has no grandchildren. I don't have more authority than you, because Jesus is the head and we are the body. Isaiah 9, 6 says, the government shall be upon his shoulder. I may have a a calling or a gifting you may not have, but I don't have more authority than you. Some of you remember when we came here, the chief sold this place to us. The first thing he told me is that that stream takes one life every year. Does anybody remember? If Pastor Adela is here, does anybody remember that? Everybody knew that somebody must die here. And said, do you still want it? It may take one one life of your member. I said, we're not afraid of that. We are seated far above. Principalities and powers and might and dominion. But it's when you walk in the Shekinah, in the presence of God, where you understand how these things work. And all of us can walk there. And we've been here so many years. Now that story has ended. If I say, don't walk through the river, we we'll walk through the river. And so but all of us can walk in that measure of glory. So if you look at the Old covenant, let's read Philippians 310 to start. Paul is praying that I may know him Philippians 310, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. And Hebrews 12:21, 21 from to 24, And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, And to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. In other words, you and I are welcome to the very throne of God. Wow. I say you are welcome to the very throne of God this morning. Like the illustration I gave yesterday, I told a sister to sit on my chair and she was almost trembling sitting there. But God says you can come to the throne every day. And when we begin to learn certain things, we realise that even though we've been invited to the holiest of all, many times we find ourselves still roaming around. And all I'm teaching today, of course I'll break it down, is for you to live in his presence. If the high priest, if he entered here and didn't make the right sacrifice, he died. Imagine if all your enemies can meet you at the throne room. What's going to happen to that disease? It will not survive it. What will happen to that enemy? He said, out of the mouth of babes and suckling, as he ordained praise, that he might do what? Steal the avenger. There's something about living in the presence of God that demons will not even waste their time with you because the glory that will be there, they cannot stand the glory. I want to say to a child of God today, if you live in that Shekinah, if you live in that presence, the enemies that have gathered against you, you will not see them again in the name of Jesus. So let's start in the outer court. The outer court, the first thing there, is the brazen altar. Okay? This one. The first one there is the brazen altar. That reminds us of repentance, death, and sacrifice. I say the, altar, uh, the brazen altar reminds us of what? Repentance, death, and sacrifice. John 1:29. The next day John saw Jesus coming unto him and said Behold the lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world Friends you can go to the holiest of all but it cost Jesus his life as our substitute Whatever you achieve never ever forget that Jesus was that same substitute that opened the door for you to come in? I am eternally grateful. I can never pay that price myself. You can never pay. And whatever we preach to people, he like said, we have not come to preach ourselves, Pastor but Christ and him crucified. Without Jesus, nothing else is going to work. I said, without Jesus, nothing else is going to work. One old preacher gave me an advice some years ago. He said, every time you minister, always go back to the cross and remind people of a sacrifice of the Lord. Because when you minister as a minister of God, and you go back to what Jesus did, it takes the attention off you, and it takes the attention off what people think they can achieve by themselves. I don't know if I'm making sense to you. Maybe you are preaching healing, you go back to what Jesus did. You are preaching promotion, you go back to what Jesus did. When we say, this ground knows, can hear. The ground was cursed in the beginning. But when Jesus' blood was poured on the ground, the ground has been blessed because of you. I said the ground has been blessed because of you. There's no subject in the Bible you want to preach that you cannot go back to that brazen altar and celebrate what Jesus did. When we stop doing that, people will be looking at us as superheroes. They will not be looking at him as the one that provided everything for us. Hallelujah. So it's a place of sin, repentance, repentance. And the sacrifice of Jesus. Now let's go to the next thing. There is the brazen lever. The brazen lever. The lever was made of a particular selection of brass. The brazen mirrors of the woman, highly polished brass. Part of that body is highly polished bl- brass. Is uh, the glass mirror of the woman? Exodus thirty-eight verse eight. And he made the labor of brass, and the foot of it of brass of the looking glasses of the women, assembling which assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Now, you know, friends, the word of God is a mirror. James chapter 1, verse 23 to 24. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgeteth what manner of man he was. So it's not a mistake that that liver was made of glass. Because as you begin to study the word of God, you see a reflection in the word of God. You see a reflection in the word of God. So when you are born again, it's important... That the word of God, by the way, the labor was the place where the priest will wash their hands after the sacrifice. Hello, somebody. They will wash their hands after the sacrifice in preparation for going to the holy place. So the, the word of God here is a cleansing agent. Let's look at Ephesians 5, verse 25 and 26. Husband, love your wives. Even as Christ loved the church, he gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word of God. Hallelujah. The Bible also said in 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So the labor was a place of washing. Now, we're not washing ritually today. We're not washing ritually. But do you know what, my friend? For me, in my own life, every time I discover something that I feel is not right, I wash. How many of you take a bath every day? Once in two days, once in one week, once in one month? I didn't see that hand. <laughs> Now, they did this ritually, but for, you, for us spiritually, as born-again Christians, we should be sensitive. If something is not right in your life, don't wait till Sunday. Now, listen to me, ministers of God, let's not kid ourselves. I've even listened to people that said, I don't talk about sin. Why did God have the liver there? Before they entered the holy place, they had to wash their hands. What I'm saying to you is that yet the blood of Jesus saved you. The blood of Jesus can also cleanse you from all unrighteousness. The washing of water can also cleanse you from anything filthy in your life. Listen to me. The degree of glory we are going to carry is about how prepared we are. Amen. Amen. I said the degree of glory you are going to carry is about how prepared you are the fact that you have been at the brazen altar you are born again and you are saved is good and it's not sin consciousness for you to be sensitive when something is not right in your life and you put it right now listen to me where i'm going this is why some christians they are doing crazy things are you you as a man who is constantly in tune with the spirit of god you are wondering how a Christian can even do that. How many of you, are, as a Christian, done something and we say, How did he do that? Come on. Come on raise your hand. You say, ah. He says he's a brother. Please raise your hand. You know what? They don't wash at the liver. They've been at the brazen altar. I'm saved. I'm forever saved. Hallelujah. I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. I'm the righteousness of God. But he just told a lie now. And the Holy Spirit said, Come on, let's have that washed away. No, 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 no. We don't talk sin in this church. Have you had that kind of teaching? No, we don't talk. No, 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 no. 1 John 1, 9 was written to the church. Yeah, if we confess our sins, it's written to the church. Now, I'm not saying every five minutes say, what have I done wrong now? That's not what I'm saying. But when the Lord brings it to your consciousness that something is amiss, it's that when you stand praying, do what? Forgive. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. You, you have to keep your heart tender if you want to walk in the glory. Amen. Amen. There are some things people say I cannot say because my heart will... But you can also train your heart to be hard because you've not been working any cleansing for a long time. After a while, it's all right. It's one of those things. In a great house, there are many vessels, some to honor and some to dishonor. <laughs> I'm trying to teach you something here. Before I get up to minister, I consecrate myself. I get on my face before God. Many of us are very casual about the glory. And that's why, you know, when, when big ships are coming through a place, there will be like a dredging. They, it, I mean, for you to move bigger vessels, you dredge the place, you... They dredge it so that bigger ship. This is part of the dredging of God in your life. If i two born again Christian husband and wife, they are not talk, they are not on talking terms. They are sending the children in the house. Hey, go, oh, come, and and they are preaching still. Both of them, they don't talk at home, but they are still preaching in the church. I didn't call your name. Don't look like that. Go and settle that quarrel when you get home with mama. You don't even get me. So, this lever is important in our lives. It's not in the sense they did it back then. Because as a child of God, you are in the presence of God. You are kind of in the presence of God. But if you don't learn to repent quickly, I'm telling you the pathway of the glory will be clogged. I have my right. You cannot talk to me like that. And you want to go into the holy place in the Old Testament and minister. You couldn't do it. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you beginning to understand this? If you are following me, say a better amen. amen. Look at 1 Timothy, uh, no, Titus 2, 11 to 14, 15. It says, um, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation and appear to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live what? Soberly, righteously ungodly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. No confession, no repentance will lead to a seared conscience and shipwreck. No confession, no repentance will lead to a seared conscience and shipwreck. First Timothy four one and two. Now the spirit speaker expressly in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Amen. How many of you have noticed? That some of the embarrassing things happening in the body of Christ today, some of the... And we can put our head in the sand, like giraffe, and pretend it's not happening. But I'm telling you the solution to this thing. When you hear this scandal, and the other scandal, and the other scandal, and, and you're like, I didn't know this could be happening. The reason it's happening is that people are not allowing that continuous cleansing of that washing of the word, continuous cleansing of that washing of the blood, We're not allowing it. We've taken some things to just be, well, it's one of those things. And after a while, the world is pointing at us and saying, they call themselves Christians. but Look at their lives. Look at their lives. The priest had to prepare before they went into the holy place. My prayer for you today is that before you hold any microphone in your church, before you minister to the next person, you will get before God and say, Father, I know I am saved, but if there be anything here that is not okay, if you want to be a vessel to honor, can I get an amen in the house of God? I said, if you want to be a vessel to honor, can I get an amen in the house of God? The things you were not doing before, you will not start doing that kind of negative thing if you keep the cleansing thing going on in your life. Are we still together? All right. So, you will notice also that this outer court, the people there, let's read Revelation 1, six. The people in the outer court were priest-dependent and priest-controlled and had made us kings and priests unto our God and his Father To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. All of us are priests and kings. But many ministries today are not teaching the believer that the believer is as much a priest as the pastor is a priest. The believer is as much a king as the pastor is a king. So when a ministry is priest-dependent, the the, 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 the the Christians there don't know how to do anything. In fact, that outer court is a place of mixed multitude. Everybody is there. You can't do anything by yourself. It's the, Pastor, pray for me, and we're happy to pray for you. Pastor, lay hands on me. We're happy to lay hands on you. But you are a priest also. You are a king also. Praise the name of the Lord. They are priest-dependent. What I tell our people here is that the biggest testimonies I like to hear is not the ones that I prayed for you, but the ones where you took the word of God for yourself and you got a testimony. Those are the biggest testimony in the church. Another characteristic of that outer court is a ritualistic place. I said the outer court is what? A ritualistic place. Wash this, wash that, do this, wash that, clean this, move that, wash the hand, da, da, da. There are many ritualistic, Pentecostal, and charismatic churches today. Amen. By the time we get into the holy place, you realize why you don't have to be that way. Now Listen. And let me differentiate in what I'm trying to say. When on the basis of your authority in Christ, you take dominion. You speak to situations. You speak to different things in your life. You speak to opposition in your life. You are acting as a priest and a king. My brother from Messile, stand up. This was a town, the testimony I gave about which doctors surrounding me, about 70 of them, happened in that town. You must have been a young man then. Did you hear this story I'm telling you now? Did you hear the story of what happened? They are still, they are still there. <laughs> I didn't kill them. They are not supposed to be killed. But you heard this story of mine. All right, sit down. Sometimes when I tell some people look at me I'm like, did it really happen? but I couldn't call any pastor at that hour because 70 people surrounded that flat and they were commanding me to go blind and they were doing incantation. I couldn't call anybody, but the word of God on the inside of me, I didn't have water, holy water or oil to drink or salt or anything to add to anything. The word of God in me rose up and spoke to that situation and that thing was commanded to come down. I'm here to say to a child of God, the same authority, the same dominion is in your mouth, is in your belly. You can begin to speak to things and they will bow. The smallest member of your church can do the same thing. I'm here to announce to you as you begin to decree, you begin begin to declare he said you decree a thing it shall be established there are some things waiting there are some compensation waiting for you and it's waiting for you to speak the word of the lord and we are here this morning to declare to every mountain that we are going to speak the word of god to that situation to that disease to that terror in your life and heaven is going to bring it down is there an amen somewhere in the house of the lord today Please take, take your seat. But don't build Christians who cannot raise one finger. Pastor, a demon appeared in my room. Pastor, did, people, like, people who are insecure, they love that. In fact, in the early days of this ministry, we had a particular woman that gives people an appointment. I will pray for you. Go and come back. I will tell you what God is saying. That's an outer court believer. Amen. I can only confirm to you what God has said. That is called the Ministry of Prayer House. That is the Ministry of Prayer House in Nigeria, where there's a house, people come in, okay, what's your problem? You tell me, all right, I'm going to pray for you, drop an offering, go and come back. Pastors, let's raise our people to know the dominion they have in Christ, that we are priests and kings. I said we are priests and kings so everybody in that outer court people are plenty here it's a busy place activity crowd but they don't know how to administer they don't know how to prepare themselves they don't know the authority they don't know anything the priest must do everything for you the shame is that god has brought us here into the holiest of all, but we're bringing the church back here to feel relevant. If you are listening to me online or you are here and your ministry is built on selling water, selling uh, handkerchief, selling soap, selling oil, selling coconut water, selling... uh, Apples selling, eh? broom selling, candle selling, padlock selling, honey selling, eh? scissors, Salt, salt from the sea selling. Sugar. What kind of sugar is that? Cube. Sugar cubes. I didn't hear what he said. Sugar cubes? Sorry, what would the sugar do to make your life sweet? <laughs> I'm deliberating what I'm saying. Because nine. In some place, nine out of ten ministries in this country are built on that. Nine out of ten with huge followings. They're here. Ritualistic. Take this. The priests are dishing it out. Take that. Take that. But this same child of God can use the same authority and deal with issues. Sister Maka, are you here today? Samaka here. That's that woman. Keep standing. This woman came back from work one day. When she was at work, her daughter came back from work and she was electrocuted. In trying to start a generator. And the daughter died. Huh? Put camera on that woman because I'm not telling lies. The girl died. But this woman has had so much of the word of God in her. She began to plead the blood of Jesus. I said, This is the word that was spoken in this church. They were going to carry that body. People say, Oh, put it in another car. I said, Put it in my car. She kept speaking the word. On the way to the hospital, that girl came back, sneezed, and came back to life. Where is the sugar to use for that prayer? Where is the broom? Where's the scissors? But because she's been raised right, she knew the she had the authority. She is here. Her daughter is also alive, and they're serving the Lord. Child of God. The whole creation, you can sit down, is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. We cannot be outer court Christians where people have to carry us every five minutes. It's about time you rose up in your family and say, enough, is enough, I'm taking charge. Somebody say, take charge. Some of the compensation are waiting, but we have to take charge of them in Jesus' name. No, I didn't say you don't need pastors. We're here. But if your life is just priest-dependent, you're in the outer court, the mixed multitude. All right. Praise God. Don't know when I started speaking. Okay, let me take uh, one more thing or two. So, um, write down Hebrews 9, 8 to 10. Let me read it. In fact, okay, I'll read that, and we'll soon go into our, into our workshop and round up this morning. Hebrews 9, 8-10. to The Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while as the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present, in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect, As pertaining to the conscience, we stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. Those things they did, didn't change them. But the blood of Jesus has changed you. And the word of God can transform you. And you can be a powerful man, a powerful woman of God. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Do you know that's not the only sister in this church who has raised the dead? telling you for facts that's not the only one that has raised the dead but if all you are teaching them is uh, the God of suitable do it for me they will know Jesus they will know the priests but they will know Jesus okay all right Go with me to, uh, our ministry must first be to the Lord as priests and kings. Say with me, my ministry must first be to the Lord as a priest and a king. Ezekiel 44, from verse 10 to 14. God is saying in verse 10, And the Levites that have gone away from me, when Israel went astray, which went astray away from me after the idols, they shall even bear their iniquity. Yet they shall minister in my sanctuary, having charge at the gates of a house, ministering to the house. They will slay the bond offering and sacrifice of the people, and they shall stand before them to minister unto them. Because they ministered unto them before their idols and caused the house of Israel to fall into iniquity, therefore have I lifted up my hand against them, said the Lord, and they shall bear their iniquity. And they shall not come near unto me to do offerings of a priest unto me, nor to come near to any of my holy things in the most holy place. But they shall bear their shame and their abominations which they have committed. In other words... In other words, if you are in the outer court and you don't live in the consciousness of being cleansed, of making things right with God, God may allow you to minister to people. Many of you may not even understand what I'm saying. You may not even understand what I'm saying. I don't even know how to tell you because... (laughs) The concept, there has to be a paradigm, sh- a total paradigm shift. If you don't listen to me well on this point, you will not get it. Tap to your neighbor and say, hey, 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 hey. You have to listen very well. Ezekiel said, these guys are not living in repentance. So they will keep helping the people to bring them to God. But they will not have. And intimacy with me personally. My fear these days is that people have forgotten that one. Is that Sister Esther? Am I talking? Am, am I talking I'm sure you understand what I'm saying? A lot of people may not get it. The fact that the fact that you are you are singing and you get on, on Sunday morning and you preach and, and um, you usher, and um, you spoke some tongues. doesn't mean you have an intimate relationship with him. Let me find English. Sorry, I don't mean to be vulgar, but I don't have a better way to say it. You go into someone's house... And you help in the kitchen. In the bathroom, you clean. You even stay in the parlor. But the master bedroom, very few people. You have to be family. If somebody just comes to you and says, Good morning, and enters your bedroom, you say, Ah, what? They send you. It doesn't happen. A lot of people can minister around the courts of God, but not into the presence beyond the veil. I don't know if I'm, I am do not know if I'm communicating. I don't, and I'm not trying to make it hard. It's just that when you when you get into that fusca, the fusca, face to face, we say in Hausa, when you get into that place, nobody needs to tell you. Oh Lord. Please, if you're understanding me, just, just give me a wave of faith. All of us know when we, when we hit that point. And so i are you telling us to live by our feelings? No, that's what I'm saying. The judge shall live by faith. But when you have an ongoing relationship with Jesus, and there's nothing between you and him, and you are keeping your life clean before the Lord, God himself is looking for people to fellowship with. And you can begin to enjoy a presence that when you begin to worship god yourself it's as if god came down when god came down on sinai moses said i was terrified he said i feared and i quake i pray for you today that the manifest presence of God during your quiet time will be the time that will make you quake, that will make you fear, that will make you tremble, that will make you kiss the ground, that will make you kiss your... Oh, guys don't understand, you don't understand. I pray for you, that's what's gonna happen in your life. You'll come to a season, while you are worshiping, you can feel him, you can know that he is there. You will fall flat on your face, Listen to me, when you begin to experience that level of the glory of God, no amount of money will mean anything. Maybe they don't know your name. You know you've been at the highest possible place in life. I've been there many times, my brother. And uh, when you begin to experience that as a Christian, you will not be interested in many things people are worried about. Please sit down, let me share my story with you just a little bit, and I'll close. I, I will go into the workshop. Listen. I will share it with you guys. When we started our fellowship at the University of ibadan I left here. I was already baptized in the Holy Ghost. The Lord said to me, go to the smallest fellowship. Go to the student Christian movement. I was praying in the woods at the University of Ibadan. He said, you go there. I went there. At that time, they didn't emphasize born again. They were definitely not filled with the Holy Ghost. Chris Zomafuna, who was the leader, said, "I want you to lead this work." So he handed over to me. So I get in there filled with the Holy Ghost. People would come from outside, crutches getting healed. It was too much for the establishment, and I was—I mean, the senior friends of the fellowship, all those professors came and said, "This uh, principality and power—they used to call me back then. Yeah, that was the name." He said, you are are excommunicated from this fellowship. Everybody knew me on campus as the bad boy, the boy who is bringing heresy. All the pirates, buccaneers, blah, 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 blah. Hey! The Michael Biora, we'll gather ourselves then. After charging in the Holy Ghost for like an hour or more, I said, we are going to Student Union Building. We get there; those pirate boys are drinking their thing. We start talking about Jesus. They start crying, with uh, mucus running to the beer, and that changed that campus. When they said, when they said those those boys could not fellowship again, everybody used to come to my room in A25, and I we just worshipped. Some of you have never experienced revival in your life, one time. That's what we, what we are saying now, what they, have, what they have bastardized now and turned into commercial gospel, which by Elton spoke so much about before he died to me, is what we think the gospel is. But these guys are charlatans and cheap. Pastor we, 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 we because nobody will allow us, we will go under the tree Behind the chapel, there were some logs there. One tree like that is an almond tree. Start worshipping there. At the point where worshipping, you start hearing a gentle breeze. Shhh, and there's no breeze. People are hitting the floor. People are transported to heaven. People are prophesying. The glory is so much. You can have fellowship for five hours. Five, some of you, let the service be longer than ten minutes. You're ready to... You're ready. You've, ne- you've never experienced revival in your life. I say so you have never. Some of us, if the if the pastor should preach ten minutes longer, <laughs> one of my friends, they used to live. They The parents were in Lagos. We just come ourselves. The young people we lock the door. Say nobody should disturb us. We watch six hours. We're there. I don't know how to say this to you but when you begin to explain the sweetness of god's presence for yourself i don't believe i believe the church has been such changed we may not always be able to do this sunday morning but you know what two three of you can lock yourself up once in a while and say father i want to see your glory just spend that time with him the things of this world will lose you will lose taste for them You know know what we used to discuss back then? When are we going to lock ourselves up again? Imagine young people, teenagers in their early 20s, going to lock yourself for three hours. You are not watching football. You are not watching movies. You are praying. And you are worshipping. Why can't you lift yourself and say, Father, create this kind of hunger in my life. Pray, pray. Say, Lord, create this kind of hunger in my life. because what, what, What they are selling us is just materialism. I spent five hundred million. I spent one billion. This is going to cost ten billion. So what? What about the presence of God? I don't know if I said it well, but I know what I'm trying to say. And I am praying for each one of us that that presence will come. And but you see, you have to seek Him. You see, you stare up yourself to seek Him. All right, let's stand to our feet. Tomorrow I will continue on this same topic. We're going to look at the inner courts tomorrow and what we can take from there. Don't forget we've been invited into the Holy of Holies. You and I have been invited into the Holy of Holies. When we look at the tabernacle of Moses, we realize you might still be joining back instead of staying in his presence lift your hands this morning thank you daddy